for. G. Marie taught me. Strives to help women of color navigate tough issues and life's lessons. From love, loss, to the advice I should have listened to my damn self, this self-help podcast promises to deliver unscripted, unfiltered, and unapologetic realness. I am your host, G. Marie, and you are now tuning in to G. Marie Taught Me, the podcast. Hey, girl. No, that's what I was thinking because I'm actually I'm recording this as well um, as a live podcast, and this is going to be a recap. So, just wanted to let everybody know. But um, I am so happy to see all of these beautiful women joining us for tonight's discussion. I'm so happy to be finally doing something with you. <laughs> it's been a long time coming, but first and foremost. How are you? I'm great. Today, I'm exhausted because it's been a long week, mm. but a very like long and productive week. So, I'm like, I tried to take a nap, though. I still have so much on my mind. So, I took a nap, but it was like, I took a fake nap. Yeah. Like, I closed my eyes for five minutes, and then I was like, I think I just watched Twilight Zone and see. <laughs> that is so funny you said that. So... My um boyfriend and I, he started watching it and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna need you to just start over so I can rewatch it because I can't remember what happened because it's been so long. But my favorite stuff I watch it year round, don't care, every day. Man. But um yeah, I'm great. I'm just a little exhausted. But I'm I'm great. Everything's good. Like I'm very blessed, uh, despite of everything that's going on and um you know, just count my blessings, but yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, huh? You said what? I said, how you been doing? Well, I am blessed and highly favored, and I definitely I want to thank everybody that is on tonight's live podcast. So this is my first real live podcast, and I wanted to do this for the last year or so. Um, to launch my birthday so tomorrow is my birthday and I've been real quiet about it <laughs> so this was just something that I wanted to do to um kind of kick off my birthday but also um again I definitely I want to thank you for joining me tonight because tonight's four-part episode so it's not just one this is going to be a four-part series um that we're going to do and Again, I'm just I'm so thankful for you just being able to join me today because I definitely definitely want to get into like just the meat and potatoes of what's been going on these past couple of weeks and um, especially practicing good mental health practices like we got to get into that. So yeah, so today's episode um, again, it's a four part series and it is titled the strong black woman syndrome and woman is spelled W-O-A-H-M-A-N. W-O-A-H-M-A-N. So I got that from a good friend of mine 
who uh, always used to, he makes fun of my country accent. And I cannot help it that my family is from, some of them are from the South. So it kind of, the, the twang just comes out. So when he was spelling it out for me, he was like, yeah, you sound like, you say woman, like W-O-A-H-M-A-N. So I was like, all right, bet, cool, cool, cool. So I went with that and I was just like, you know what? That's interesting because, you know, I've had people always joke with me um, especially men that I used to date talking about, you know, you don't need anybody. You, you a strong black woman, da, 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 da. but it's, it's interesting how that, um, stereotype can be taken out of context. Because when I think of a strong black woman, sometimes I don't think about what other people perceive us to be. I think about something that's the polar opposite. I think about black women who carry the weight of the world on their shoulders and they are just sick and tired of being sick and tired and for the first time this is me taking off my cape and saying you know what it's okay to not be okay it is okay not to be okay so normally i open up the show with a quote and i am i'm going to open it up with a quote so this is a very familiar quote we've all heard it before from malcolm x the late great malcolm x who i think he was a borderline gemini so he was like there, but uh, he's definitely, as far as just politics and everything, he's influenced me as an individual. And um, I just wanted to, you know, show love to him. So he said that the most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. And the most neglected person in America is the black woman. And you know what? I've been... I've been thinking about that for a while, like yeah. lately as well. That's just been like heavy on my mind because, you know, I've, I've been doing like a lot of reflecting and everything mm. and, you know, just observing what's going on. And that's what, that's all I've been thinking, not all I've been thinking about, but I've been thinking about that lately. Just like how like the black woman, man, we, yeah. <laughs> we face some, some stuff. We, we, we get less love than most. Yes. It's crazy. So, um, I'm a matter of fact, before I even get started on any of this, I want you to introduce yourself and tell people who you are and what you do before we get into the, uh, the meat and potatoes. So, so who are you? Uh, <laughs> well, to everyone who don't know me, my name is Jamal call me G or GG, your Bujianti, whatever. <laughs> um, man, I do a million things, but my heart right now is in um, the Energy Studio, and um, it's spelled um, I-N-N-E-R-G Studio, and it's focused on, like, your actual energy. Yes. Energy, like, like, it's the, the thug in you, like the, the G shit, like it's the shit that really like push you through your shit. And excuse me for anybody who's sensitive to profanity. No, nope, this uh, is, <laughs> let's do it. This is the type of show um, I have. It's open. It's unscripted, unfiltered, unapologetic. <laughs> it's whatever you feeling. Express that. <laughs> and it, it, it came from um, the energy studio is based around um, my spiritual awakening that happened. I would say like around, it was like 2012, it's about a year after my father passed away. Mm. Sorry, if y'all hear, um, it's all right, don't worry. you know, the little band out there. Uh, 
but it came from like the spiritual awakening that really started in 2012. Um, energy is um, focused around like the, the God that's within us as well. Um, but I'm also, but I'm also, um, I'm also gangster. Yes. Like, G, a G could go like in so many ways. So like that energy, energy is like, it could be channeled in so many ways. And I just, I, I share what I go through and uh, what I experience, experience on a spiritual level um, about healing myself and sharing it with others. I learned that it, it helps others as well. So um, I just feel like it's God working through yes. me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm ratchet, ghetto, all types of stuff. So <laughs> Sophisticated <laughs> ratchet. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the energy studio is literally just you. I want everybody to just really honor that actual inner gangster, the inner God, the inner goddess. Like, everything that the GD could link to to yes. help, you know, help you conquer, help you reach your gifts. Yes. Like, the G is unlimited, and of course, my name started with a G. With a G, so, okay. Yeah. With G's link up. Listen, <laughs> when I tell you, it's so exciting, like meeting people with the same uh, G initial. Cause some yeah. people would think like, oh, her name started with a G, and she trying to do stuff with a G, and oh, she thinks she yeah. a G. I'm like, man, I'm a G too. So it's not wrong with that. All right. Yes, with yeah. G's link up, absolutely. So. Again, thank you for joining me for today's discussion. And thank you for just telling the people who you are and what you do. And, um, you know, when you all get a chance, please check out Energy Studios. And this is the funniest shit because it took me forever to put it together. And when I realized, I was like, oh, energy, energy. Okay, I get it now. I get it. So, my bad. So, um, obviously, there is a lot going on in America um, from the Black Lives Matter movement to, I mean, we literally just kind of exited out of the COVID-19 stage or the pandemic and we're still um, navigating our new norm. But most importantly, I definitely I want to talk about um, the impact that a, a young lady named Brianna Taylor, who 
unfortunately would have celebrated her 27th birthday today um she is from michigan from michigan and unfortunately she was gunned down in her own home by uh kentucky police officers while she was asleep and the boyfriend was taken to blame for it for a while and you know pretty much got arrested because they didn't want to confront the actual situation but the fact that here is um a, a black woman in america an emt a, a declarated emt who protects and serves us and she's in her sacred space and somebody comes in and violates that sacred space so i for one i want to definitely um shout out her and her family i mean it's 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 bittersweet because you know our birthdays are so close together and I just I wish that she was here to enjoy what you know I'm about to enjoy tomorrow just being with family and being amongst people that you love and just being alive and being thankful for being alive um but not to bring down the mood even though you know today's discussion is still going to tackle some very hard topics and it's about being a strong black woman so um I don't know if you've ever experienced a scenario where you kind of had to put your cape on or put your mask on as a strong black woman, but you've also faced some type of um, racism, segregation, whether it's working in corporate America, um, just existing. Like I could tell stories for days, but if if you have a story, like I, I know you got a story, could you share your story with us and then I'll share my story and we can kind of piggyback. Um, you know, to be honest, I don't even know where to really start with that because um, I'm so used to being like the the strong yep. black woman and it's, I mean I guess I could go in a recent um, situation because I do still work in corporate America um, and I had a situation where it wasn't it wasn't like an actual situation where I feel like the, the client was being um, like racist towards me, but um, she wasn't satisfied like with the overall um, service. And <laughs> me, <laughs> I kind of you know had to check her for a minute. Um, <laughs> you know, get it together because a lot going on yeah. with businesses, especially with the COVID nineteen. So you know, I kind of had to bring her back to reality for a minute. Um, whatever she spoke about it to like the higher ups, and then. My manager, when he wanted to do kind of like a recap of what happened, you know, at the end, he was, he was like, um, he's also black as well. Mm. And um, he, he told me, he said, you know, we as people of color, we will have to work harder basically to, you know, satisfy these people. And yeah. I work in a, a community where, I mean, it's, Mixed, um, mixed races and everything, but you know we still get um, white people all the mm -hmm. time, and they feel very um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Entitled. Yeah, entitled. <laughs> entitled. Yeah, they, they feel entitled to a lot of things. And he was just telling me, basically told me, like you know you got to work harder because because one you're black yep. and um, you're a black woman, and I'm like. Yep. I don't give a like she don't get these facts. I don't care. <laughs> but, and you know what? 
mean, I got what you were saying. Like, I know the deal. It's not my first job or whatever. But for for you to tell me that, like, basically, like, you need to learn how to stay in your place just to satisfy these, mm. um, satisfy these people that don't know how to um, control their feelings or they just, you know, want to have their panties in a bunch and stuff. Oh, like, so tone down your blackness a little bit. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I was like... And that didn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, bet. Mm-hmm. I was like, so, all right, I never really stay long in, <laughs> in jobs anyway. So I was like, all right, that's like strike two now. So mm-hmm. that's okay. I'm like, I'm not about to sit up here and be all ass kissy um, for people just because, just because I'm black, mm-hmm. just because I'm a woman. Like, we all human. You got an attitude, then I'm gonna get you together. Mm. Like bring your negative energy towards me, I'm gonna let you know what's going on. Yeah. We don't cut that down now. Like we're not about to be doing all of that. I don't care what color you are. Mm-hmm. So, and then you also don't want to be labeled as the angry black woman neither, because yeah, that's it, she said something like I, she said I was um, snobby and had an attitude and stuff when she rolled up with the attitude. Right, like, of course. I'm just speaking your language for a minute so you can understand me. I'm matching your energy, okay? Your energy. <laughs> that's, that's clearly how you comprehend. So, that was like the lady thing. And that just really didn't sit well with me for you to tell me that I have to tone it down mm. just because, you know, I'm black in corporate America right now. Like, no, if you got the boss to talk to me or approach me a certain way, then you got the boss to actually... Um, get a response the same way mm-hmm. and yeah and that that strong black woman syndrome is often misinterpreted as the angry black woman when you decide to you know first off spit facts and speak your mind and and speak on something that isn't right and and it doesn't help you know having men who are not only african-american but they're supposed to have your back and they're your higher up and they're supposed to be in your corner especially when they know what's going on isn't fair how and who are you to tell me, you know, I, I need you to tone down your blackness just a little bit because we have to appease, you know, our client. It's funny yeah. you said that. Let, let, let me get to that real quick. So I work for um, a company, third party company, and we represent a coffee company in Seattle, based out of Seattle. So you already know who it is. So that's my nine to five. <laughs> that's my nine to five. But the company has kind of switched over because we do food service accounts. So now we're known under another name, right? But uh, I I remember getting into it with a couple of people when uh, the two gentlemen that were at Starbucks, I'm going to just go ahead and say it. Two gentlemen, African-American, were at Starbucks and they were sitting down and they were getting ready to uh, meet somebody for a meeting. And they were kicked out by a racist manager. So uh, Starbucks's like solution to that was doing a diversity training with all of the corporate stores. So I don't deal with corporate. I only handle food service accounts. But we switched over from the we probably serve Starbucks brand to um to Nestle. So now we're like we are girls crazy. But long story short, um I had a lot of people asked me where I stood on that whole situation and how I felt about the situation and if I would still work representing that company moving forward and I got a lot of backlash because I knew 
the third party company that I work for and the organization that I work with that's representing this client, you know, we're very diverse. And um, we, we definitely, we had to nip that in the bud as soon as I started working with them. And then also too, a couple of days ago, when my my boss, who happens to be white, he's from Charlotte, North Carolina, um, I hopped on to like our group chat it was like 9 a.m. or something. We all hop on and usually just say, you know, good morning or whatever and see how everybody is doing. And I noticed that in his his icon, it said Black Lives Matter. So I was like, okay, good. So I didn't say anything. So I was like, bet. I changed my icon. And then I noticed another coworker changed her icon. And then another coworker changed her icon. And it was a trickle effect. So I was waiting to see what my other coworkers would do. And I noticed that, you know, they were still like having a discussion. So, I mean, obviously it was mostly the black people that changed their icon. And, um, we were all just in Houston in January, you know, kicking it up. So now I'm like, all right, let's, let's see what everybody's about to do. So I'm just sitting here watching. And I noticed that the discussion does come up about the protest and some of our uh, team is stationed in Canada. So we have a Canada sector and then we have a U.S. sector. I'm the only person that's over um, Michigan, Cleveland, Cincinnati. I used to be over Kentucky and I used to be over Indiana. So obviously the Brianna thing has really hit home for me because I'm like, we look alike. Yeah. We're built alike. I mean, that's, that's some hard shit. And to know how much I'm in Kentucky... And for that, for something like that to happen, it, it, it was rough. So piggyback on, um, on the conversation. So finally, one morning I was just like, I'm going to say something. So I finally said something. I, I posted the, uh, the blackout black lives matter. When I said, good morning, I always put my little coffee emoji. So people know, Hey, I'm having coffee. Good morning. And then I said, you know, I'm going to be real with y'all. I'm like, I stand behind this movement. A hundred percent. Yes, I know that I work for a very diverse organization. Yes, I know we were all in Houston kicking it up. But I also need to know that y'all have my back and y'all have everybody else's back that's on this team that's African-American. Yeah. Just plain and fucking simple. And I also explained to them my story about working in corporate America and going to my accounts and talking to you know, our account managers, some of them are old white people and they don't want to see my face. And they also don't want an, uh, a young African-American female telling them how they do their job. Right. So I've experienced maybe three or four racist run-ins at some of my accounts, one in Indiana, one in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, and one here in Michigan. And I'm glad that I have a, a boss that is very supportive and very understanding, but I'm also more thankful that I have people that work at Nestle that are just as supportive and they aren't African-American. Now, my ROS that was stationed in Cincinnati who no longer works for the company, I didn't appreciate his response to how he dealt with that situation. But for me, if I am representing a an organization that is based off of community work and giving back and, and you know, how, you know, everybody is equal diversity, boom, 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 all that bullshit or whatever, then I need you to have my back on what it is that I'm telling you. I wouldn't make up this shit. I, I wouldn't sit here and tell you, yo, you have an account manager 
who's blatantly disrespecting me and disrespecting me not only as a woman but as a black woman and I need you to have a very long talk with her before I do because you don't want me to have this talk so I was very glad that um that I was able to open up the door for a very touchy discussion with my group and I'm so glad that so many people they hit me up and they were like yeah because I wouldn't have said it so thank you for saying it thank you for saying it and that was even me putting my job on the line because of something that I stood for and and believed in at the end of the day I'm black and that's how I was raised like now my mother she could walk in the room and pass for a white person <laughs> my grandmother can too but I mean my great-grandfather he's German so well, not German Irish I'm sorry so that's why you know but at the same time even though we joked about it She's always raised me to know that at the end of the day, you are still a black woman in America and you have to work twice as hard as a black man, three times as hard as a white woman, and then four times as hard as a white man. Yeah. So never forget that you are black. And, and she reminded me that even at an early age of five, she exposed me to a lot that, you know, maybe the conversations that I was having with her at five, are the conversations that we're now having with our children because yeah. of what's going on. So she yeah. definitely, she prepped me early. Yeah. So, I mean, when I say that I am, you know, die hard for my people, I, I really am die hard for my people, but it's because of what my mother instilled within me, not only just being a black woman in America, but the value of education also, and to always play chess and not checkers. You got to be one up on people. You got to be one up on people and you always can't react out of emotion because when you're yeah. a woman, you're already classified as being emotional, mm -hmm. you know, or when you're not emotional enough, you're irrational. Yeah. You like, know, it's like you can't win. You can't win. You literally cannot win sometimes being a black woman in America. And, um, I'm, I'm so glad that, you know, we are continuing the fight in the black lives matter movement, but, um, also, too, we have to keep putting that out there that it's not just men that are being attacked. It's women that are being attacked, too. Oh, yeah. And, and while we're being attacked, we're still the ones that are um, coming together and creating these groups to launch these different movements. I mean, if we go back, you know, technically, Martin Luther King wasn't the one who really got everything together with the civil rights movement. It was women. It was women. You know, women have always been at the forefront of any and everything and especially black women we get shit done yeah and we get so much shit done that we forget to take care of ourselves yes we forget and that's what that's what been on my mind like man i'm like i'm so exhausted i know that we're so exhausted i'm always doing like multiple things like you know i'm i'm most definitely like i'm a protector of mine um you know, if I love Energy. you or anything, like, like I'm your shield, like I got you, like I'm the one that, <laughs> I'm the one that like really holds it down, like even for like my mom and my brother, and I'm like, man, I was just thinking like I'm so sick of being exhausted because it's like I gotta do so much more just because yep. I'm a black woman. Yep. Yeah. Like, like damn can I chill so and, and that's why it's so hard it, it was so hard to um take time to actually heal myself 
mm-hmm. because I felt guilty not working hard. Yeah. Like that that's crazy to like feel guilty for not doing the most. <laughs> that's just so crazy to me. I'm like, I swear I've been thinking about this just like so heavy, just even starting from like being um, being a little girl, mm. like picking up so much responsibility because my mom has so much responsibility. Like it basically was like me and my mom, she working a million jobs and I like, like, I'm like, damn, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. Like, when do I get a break? Yep. So, oh man, that's, and she, my mom taught me how to, um, I mean, she done the same thing. My mom is very like hardcore and silly but she always fit facts to me like people used to always get with her talking about like why you so um why you tell geneva so much mm. like you like you too wrong with her she's like, i'm not gonna lie to my child and everything gg no oh gg i didn't try to get on hey gg <laughs> <laughs> no gg <laughs> Ready to say hi. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, my mom done the same thing, but like she always kept it real with me. Like she always been blunt, and that's how I just grew up being very blunt and like very raw and just just seeing everything for what it is. Yes. Like, man, so I don't sugarcoat anything, and that's why when people, especially like in corporate America, or like you could just feel the tension. In the atmosphere, just like when you go to the grocery store, yep. like you side eyeing somebody else who's not black, like I wish you would try okay. something like no, <laughs> like it's not gonna, it's not your day, sir. Like, <laughs> but like to be acting all phony and everything, like that's just not, that's just not in my nature. Yeah. So, for like corporate to tell you or anybody to tone it down, tone or, down your blackness, yeah, like. <laughs> You don't do that. What yeah. you mean? Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, so you don't want me around long? That's right. I mean. Basically, <laughs> basically. Like, <laughs> and I mean, and I see a lot of uh, women that are here tonight that have joined us for the live podcast. And I mean, it. <laughs> please send send me a uh, an emoji, a, a peace sign, or or a fist if you've experienced <laughs> something very similar as far as you know, managing the strong black woman syndrome and always feeling like you got to carry that cape and carry the weight of the world on your shoulder. You know, just, just send me a fist. I, some of y'all out there, send me a fist. And, and, and it's okay to say, I'm tired. I'm, I'm motherfucking tired. I don't always want to carry the weight of the world, man. I don't always want to be strong and resilient. I don't always want to, you know, not show that I, I am still human. I don't always want to shield my emotions. I don't always want to feel like I have to be one up of the next person or, or I have to work four times as hard as the next person. And and yeah. not to mention, you know, raising a family, um, you know, and, and, and not even taking the time to take care of, of us as people, you know? Yes, yes, I'm motherfucking tired. <laughs> Say it, girl. <laughs> I'm motherfucking tired too, y'all. Okay, and so we definitely we gotta we gotta take that time out to um mm-hmm. to take care of ourselves. We have to. So let's see. So what? Um, looking at some of my notes. 
No, okay, well, I feel like we kind of got through all of that. All right, so <laughs> if I've already defined the strong black woman, I've already defined that I'm tired of being a strong black woman. I've defined that um, now it's time for me to take charge of my self-care and to set those boundaries. But most importantly, you know, I, I wish America did not see us as a threat. I wish America, you know, did not frown upon an educated woman. I wish America did not do the shit that they did to Brianna. She was only 27. And I remember at 27, I was a lost motherfucking cause. I mean, a lost cause. And I was still figuring out life. So, for me, I can just imagine where she was at. You know, being a decorated MT, getting ready to purchase a house and and start a family with her boyfriend. You know, for me, I was getting out of a relationship. And I wanted to just run free and just live my life. And unfortunately... You know, that also came with a lot of repercussion. You know, yeah. when I when I already had that, not, I don't want to say security, but a stability. And I don't mean like financially, I mean mental stability, you know. So, again, I definitely, definitely want to just acknowledge this beautiful young lady who is no longer here with us. But most importantly, I want to lift her family up in prayer. And I want to yeah. give her a special happy birthday shout out. And we love you, Brianna. And we are still fighting for you. I mean, we're going to fight until the motherfucking death at this point. And we're going to yeah. get the justice that you solely deserve. Um, because this is not the end. It's literally only the beginning. And what makes it so bad is that this is not the end of police brutality either. It's not the end. That list is going to get a little bit longer. But in order for yeah. us to chop that list down, we got to continue to take more action. Um yes. But the moral of the story, to, to really go back, being a strong black woman, um, I want everybody to know that who is in this live podcast with us, um, that it is okay not to be okay, especially during this time. We have managed to balance a pandemic. We have managed to balance um, the Black Lives Matter movement. We've managed to balance losing Kobe. We've managed to, to balance hell aliens trying to pop up in this boy you know asteroids getting ready to hit us like literally all of that we've balanced so much not just in the year 2020 but just being as women period you know if you look at the history of the strong black woman and how um also too i'll probably end up talking about being a feminist and and the difference in being black and being a feminist because that's a whole nother discussion too because uh, a lot of women you know, we have to literally specify, like, yeah, I'm a feminist, but I'm a black feminist. So it's a big damn difference in just being yeah. a feminist because most feminists are white women. Most of the causes that are being fought are being fought for white women and not black women. Yeah. So to go back, <laughs> um, again, it's, it's definitely, it's okay not to be okay. And I just want everybody to know that we in this struggle together, but we got yeah. each other and we got to continue to uplift each other not only in prayer but in support um it's, it's easy to say oh you know i got you sis but we really gotta have each other and we also yeah. we gotta have a safe space where we can come when we yeah. need to just take that cape off you know sometimes taking that cape off is taking that bra off and saying i'm just motherfucking tired i, I gotta let my okay. let, let my titties hang okay that's where i'm at so okay, free right 
Yes, you just gotta you gotta be free. I got on a sports bra because these babies, they, ooh, they big. No, but you're most definitely right, and I I really can't stress that enough. I am for people who really know me personally. A lot of people, I mean, they they get an idea of me, um, like on a on the internet and everything. They can tell like I'm a free spirited and I'm all about like whatever. Period. Like, <laughs> but I'm. Like, for people who really know me, know that I'm like, I'm big about having my own space. Um, I'm big about, not just me, but everybody having their own space, just taking some time to reflect, um, take some time to um, just really honor your feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, all, I'm like, say what's on your mind. Yeah. Like, Especially if it's like to somebody else, like I'm pretty sure whatever's going on, other people are affected too, and or other people are um, affecting the reason why you're feeling that way. Like you need to say something mm-hmm. because obviously, like at some point, it has to stop. Like you got to set those boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm big about setting those boundaries. Everybody having a sacred space, um, having an outlet. Um, and I know it's hard to like trust people, uh, but I say eventually you will find someone because I still have a hard time trusting people, mm-hmm. but I also still have a hard time just, I feel like if I'm having a moment, I don't want to give it to anyone else or mm-hmm. speak about it because I feel like I'm, I'm like spreading negative energy. Mm-hmm. So, um, things, I've always been a creative. So I'm, I'm big on like writing and drawing or just doing something just to like, just find something that you love to do. Yep. That's not going to hurt you because sometimes we love to shop and that could hurt that bank account. Yes, and- yes. <laughs> Pan- so, this pandemic kicked my bank account's ass. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. But just throw it in a bag and walk away. Yep. No. <laughs> um, you know, find an outlet, like get a therapist. Um, I was very big on getting me a, a black female therapist because I wanted somebody who could actually um, put herself in my shoes to understand what I was going through. Um, and I had therapists like I had a white woman before, and I was like, I ain't feeling this. Mm-hmm. Like something ain't clicking. And my therapist, she's so bomb. Um, I can't wait to see her again or whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm big on everybody just finding your sacred space taking care of yourself just taking that moment to reflect to let go mm-hmm. um so we don't go killing people mm-hmm. or hurting people okay the more that we keep it going like that negativity um it's never going to get resolved okay so we can't, you got to find a way um but people know i'm big about that and i'm like I, you cut into my, my time we ain't having it like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely like, you gotta you gotta like, protect your your sacred space. It's so funny too because um, I think we as black people just in general we suppress so much and we hold on oh, to yeah. so much. And I was telling my coworkers, I said, you know, I hate to use this reference, but the Black Lives Matter movement was literally what happens when you keep a a pit bull in a cage, and, yep. and he's just tired and, and he lets loose. So you can imagine how much we hold on to and how much we suppress and how much we don't talk about stuff with people or let alone a therapist. Um, And as a result, this is kind of what happens 
when you yeah. become sick and tired of being sick and tired, you finally, you just, you let it out. And sometimes that also means letting it out on people that you love and you don't mean to. But yeah. that's your only way to vent because at the end of the day, if you tell somebody how you're feeling or if, you, if you're emotional, then you're seen as being weak. Yeah. And I know for me, even still working in corporate America and still balancing my business, I find myself always having to protect myself. I still have a shield. And, and, and it is that I think it's um, partly that strong black woman syndrome is having that shield up because you don't want people to perceive you as being weak. Yeah. I was just, I'm pretty open about that. I tell people that I, I have this problem of people seeing me being vulnerable yep. or seeing me being weak. And it could be, I know what contributes to it, ever since I was a little girl, I mean, I used to have like adults confide in me and ask me for advice and everything. I'm like, there's no way I experienced that. How mm-hmm. could I give you? Yeah, like, how can I so give you advice? Right, yeah. <laughs> so many people trust me. Uh, so many people depend on me. So the moment it's like I'm always surrounded with people that I'm always serving. Yeah. And it's so hard. I'm like, okay, like, well, y'all always need me. I don't feel that I could truly, like, like y'all can help me. Yeah. Because I'm always helping y'all. Yep. Absolutely. So, um, so I don't like people seeing me vulnerable because I just, you know, I just seem weak. Yeah. And even though sometimes I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, dang, maybe I should break down. People will leave me alone. Yeah, leave but, me alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, leave but, me alone. No, it's it's crazy because I just think I just always been in a position where I, I have to be strong. Mm. And um, I I, I had. I still do lack like sensitivity. Um, yeah, I'm just always strong. I'm just always like, move, I got it. Or yeah. I handle this shit. Like, or I'm a thug it out or whatever. But you know, I'm learning now. You know, G's cry too. Yep. <laughs> Put it on the shirt. G's cry <laughs> too. G's cry too. And I'm like, okay. My my therapist had to give me the okay. She's like, it's okay for It's you okay, to cry. yep. I'm like, it hurts to do mm-hmm. that. It'd be that one thug tear that you be like trying to, but sometimes you you need to let that out. Like I think I've talked to my boyfriend, and and probably this year alone, I was like, you know, I feel like this is the most I've cried, yeah, in like just a year. And it's not that it even bothered me; it liberated me because, yeah. again, we hold on to so much, and sometimes I literally just wake up. And I'm just in my shower and I'm just like, do I need to let it out today or something before I can get through my day? You know, whatever that trauma, it, whatever trauma it is that I'm holding on to, you know, I, I don't know what it is. But it's something yeah. that obviously I need to let go. And it can even just be trauma that hasn't been addressed or a trauma that I've suppressed yeah. for so long. And now it's finally just, yeah, now it's coming out. So, yeah, G's. G's cry too. Yes. They do. And like you said, it's, it's so liberating to let, let go and let God. That's when I really start like allowing myself to be like more attached with my feelings when I got deeper into like my spirituality. Um, and I started having like more spiritual experiences where it was like forcing me 
to like let go and like you know break down and let it out because I used to always think that I'm like what I'm what I'm gonna cry for it doesn't solve it. It don't solve no yeah yeah but, but it I, does. Damn, yeah, I, I feel, feel good. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I feel good. Listen, we can cry again. I need to do that <laughs> shit. Damn. <laughs> Let me put that on my to-do list more often. I, that is so funny you said that. I remember saying that one day. I was like, that shit felt good. Okay. I didn't even know that I needed to yeah. do that. Yeah, stop holding it in. There are times where I kept holding it in. And... It just come out randomly. And talking about being embarrassed just because you feel vulnerable yeah. and weak or people seeing that. Imagine just like bawling out of nowhere. Yep. Like everything coming out at once. At once. I'm I did like, that in Target. Oh my God. So when I was in college and shortly like after my father died, mm. I had to do a speech. When I said in the middle of the speech, I just, just started stumbling over my words and start bawling in front of the classroom. Oh my God. I was so embarrassed and I was so mad. And everybody was just looking at me like, what in the hell is going on with her? I was like, I just can't. I can't. It's something I needed to do for a while and I just never did it. I never yeah, did it. Let it out. You feel it? Just let it let out. It, let that stuff. shit out, please. Because you know they say a generation that was raised off of nuck if you buck we don't back down from nothing okay and that's why i'm like i'm trying to keep it together i'm like it's a real cry baby up in here i'm gonna cry but i'm also beat your ass too <laughs> okay some some thugging motherfucking crying over here for real man Because you don't want it to creep up on you. Because it will. Date. Yes. <laughs> you on a date and he asks you, do you want some dessert? You like, oh. Yes. I know. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> you like, oh, shit. I'm bored. I'm bored. Yeah, I think, I think we've all gone through that yeah. before. Just at least once. Like, yeah. it's like, baby, okay? I was like, <laughs> give me a moment, <laughs> shit. I hate my ugly cry because my whole my nose and my cheeks they turn red. They be red, just red. Like whether whether it's I'm working out or I'm crying, like my face turns so red. That's how you know I just got done crying. Sometimes it don't even be my eyes; it just be all up in here. Oh boy! So yeah, I know, I know about that ugly cry. Like mm, you gotta let that shit out. But um, I, I definitely tell you, it's good to have a good support system that supports your vulnerability. Because yes. I think also, too, I think being vulnerable was something that was taken away from us. Even all the way yes. dating back to slavery. We don't have time to be weak. We always got to stay on our toes. Literally, ten yes. toes down. We got to make sure we're looking behind us and in front of us. And I think that's the problem. We're so busy being on alert that we don't have that time to just let that shit go you know whatever it is that we need to let go that's true 
Always. Always. So it's it's almost like is it is it engraved in us? You know, is it is it part of our DNA? Cause I mean you you look at white people. I, I remember I see like white men crying on TV all the time. I'll be like, damn, I can't even do that shit. <laughs> I, I I can't do that and I'm I'm a woman. I'm a woman. I can't even do that shit. You know, like, so if I do that shit in front of somebody where I'm in front of my colleagues or, you know, or my old co-workers, they gonna look at me like, like I got a mental issue or something. Okay. But let a white man go in the corner or, you know, get into some type of bullshit. And he, he let it out. Like, it's it's so bad that that white men can be more vulnerable than black women. Yeah. Really? That's so backwards. That's, it's that's so backwards. Why. And it just takes me to think about um, why I do what I do. Um, it's like you got to really, as I go through healing myself, just learning, going through the ups and downs, and I just share my experiences and being um, being an open book about like what's going on. Yes. Everybody know that I'm a tough ass. I hold shit down. Like basically, my brother, was he 22? Yeah, he's 22. I basically raised my brother. Mm. I, I, I really labeled him like as my godson. He looks up to me like as a mother. Like I had to be strong and like really hold it down mm-hmm. since like the age of eight. But even before then, before he was born, like so I had to do so much. But the more I learned that people really pay attention and really look up or just come to me about shit, I'm like. Damn, like you gotta be a, an example yeah. as well. Like it's not just for you. Um, even me being hardcore all the time, being a true thug, because <laughs> Westside Detroit. Okay. Don't like what <laughs> <laughs> but you start to you see how the other people around you, like how they act yeah. as well, and what they do. Then it's like you gotta tap them on their shoulder, let them know, like, yo, it's okay to do it like even for my brother it's hard for him because he's a young black man mm-hmm. and you know I'm, I'm trying to instill in him to you know be proud of who he is and you know what he got going on and try to steer him in the right direction and I'm letting him know like you know to be strong but still you know I'm the girl's feelings like cry yep. talk about what's going on yep. like and like the only way I know how to lead him to do that is to do it myself. Mm. You got to be the example. Yeah. Yeah, because you're you're literally setting the bar. So when people, yeah. they see you and they like, okay, well, if Geneva doesn't do it, then that means that I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. You, I, I, I hate to like really, like really put the focus on me, but Gigi, no. Um, but how how much people like really depend on me even when I try to live like a low-key life but how much of an effect that I have on people regardless if it's my friends if it's my mom brother cousin somebody I meet randomly I have random people that I meet and never see again that just you know depend on me for advice or whatever it is like I can't know how to do these things or be honest with them 
if I don't go through it myself. Mm-hmm. Who's the therapist for the therapist? Exactly. That's my question. You know, like who heals the healer? <laughs> who heals the fucking healer, man? <laughs> Healers. Well, you know healers. what? The answer to that, sorry to be all spiritual, but Great power comes great responsibility. That's the only thing. Yes. When you're doing the Lord's work, yeah, it's, it's literally when he calls you to do something. And you're like, but God, why are you putting all this on me, man? Like, I can't I can't do this. I literally, I made a joke the other day. I was like, man, I remember throwing in the towel and God took the entire laundry basket and just dumped it back on me. Like, okay. I believe it. <laughs> like, nope. No, you ain't throwing in the towel. I'm about to give you a whole load. You probably can't see this. Uh-huh. dish out all the advice but I don't take it I don't take my own advice true yeah and, and you know what i think that's that's definitely one lesson we can take away like for today's show is is learning how to surrender uh-huh. okay it's okay not to be okay and learning how to surrender as as people in general black women like all of us like we have to uh, my grandma used to always tell me like you know baby when times get hard you got to say the serenity prayer and and when i was a kid i didn't understand 
what I was saying until I was put in very trying situations where I just could not be in control of the situation. Like yeah. pandemic, losing, you know, my big cousin to COVID, uh, losing my hair at the beginning of the year to some fluke ass box braids that I got, you know, and having to start my journey over of having my hair all the way down here to, yeah. you know, growing it back out. And I literally had to surrender. I had to just yeah. let go and just know that um, my faith would like carry me through everything that was going on. And, and it's hard when you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel and you yeah. like, but God, but God, but God, but, but God, yeah. don't worry. I got you. You just have to believe that I got you and you got to yeah. surrender. You got to surrender. I was just talking about this with my best friend. I was just talking about, I was like, man, I came such a long way. Mm. It was the time that I, I'm, I'm be, I'm be so honest. That's great. There was a, a moment where, of course, growing up, I didn't really understand um, God, mm. but I did. You knew who he was. Follow a religion, and then I took a moment. I was kind of like around the time that my father passed away. It was a moment that I didn't, um, I didn't believe in God for a minute because I didn't understand. I'm like, I didn't know what to believe. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing right now. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, this is yeah. look, this is an honest discussion. And I think a lot of people, when they go through that time in their life, because even I went through that time where I was like, God, are you real? Like, well, what what does God do? But then God brought me in like I can't remember everything that happened from the very beginning but things just kept happening and I feel like it happened so fast like God came and scooped me up Ooh. and like when I say that my my understanding and like my relationship is stronger than it has ever been yep. since like 2012 it's crazy Wow. and I was like man and I was telling my friend I was like I developed so much faith because I understand what it is to have faith and to be willing mm. and to be dedicated mm. and to be obedient mm. to the spirit. Oh my goodness. I was just telling her like, man, I came a long, a long way. way. That's as they say, <laughs> oh, oh, insecure. That's growth. Yes. Grow. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's growth. Child and, and when you experience some things, when you've been through the fire and then the older you get and you can look back and you can really, you know, be thankful for even going through like the roughest time, it, it, it'll definitely grow you up. Like it'll grow you up. Girl, look, I'm over here trying to get my sage. I got to get my, um, my stick from you too. So I can smudge my house right now. I've been smudging with this white sage. Oh, but um get to that too but um but that full moon energy yes the time like to really be on your shit and really like write down what you need to manifest get ready to let go of the bs Mm. like if you sick of being tired you know ask the spirit ask god or whatever it is that you believe in to help you release it so you can move forward, mm. okay? Clean your house, clean your space. Mm. Take some time to breathe and just visualize what it is that you want to happen next. Mm. Okay, the full one is in Sagittarius. That's fire, honey. Uh oh, we in Sagittarius. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. It is like this is the night to 
Oh no! Girl, we went past our hour. Request me back, energy. <laughs> Request me back. I can't believe that happened so fast. Oh my God. Girl. Girl, Instagram was like, all right, bitches, wrap it up. I forgot that it was an hour. Oh, my God. Ooh, girl. And thank y'all for okay. coming back, too. Thank you, everybody, for coming back. I am so sorry. I did not get an alert. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I got my, um, my Palo Santo stick. Palo Santo. My, um, girl. Okay, we barked up over here. You yes. <laughs> I don't know where my crystal is. I have a quartz. It's somewhere. Uh -huh. And you know, in um, the natural market, Victoria, she gave it to me when I was yeah. dealing with a, a fuck boy once upon a time. And she told me to take it with me because it will definitely reveal who he is as a person. And uh -huh. she uh -huh. wasn't lying. She wasn't lying. As soon I as love, I charged my um, crystal. Victoria. That's yeah. My yeah, today's her birthday too. Is it really? Yep. Shout out to you, Victoria. Yes. <laughs> and it's so funny because I always tell people you either love a Gemini or you can't fucking stand us. Look, I love my love me some crazy. We crazy as motherfuckers. <laughs> and listen, my other my um one of my best friends, she's a Sagittarius, she's on here too. Mickey. And we both just crazy. And I've been knowing her since I was like ten or eleven. So, yes, I Sagittarius is those are like them, my people, them Aries, and then Leos are my kryptonites. Yeah, my kryptonites <laughs> because I'm always around them and I don't know why. Yeah, and I don't even be knowing that I'm around them, but it's, it's uh, like a, a energy. Oh, yeah, it's oh, an energy. Aries, yeah, Aries are my favorite. I just love them. I probably shouldn't be around them because it's kind of like uh -oh. <laughs> um, put a fuel to a fire. Yeah. <laughs> but I love me some Aries. We just speak the same language. Aries, of course, Sagittarius, my Geminis. And as much as I hate to say it, I love my Virgos. Yeah, my I'm mom is a Virgo. Yeah. because I'm all over the place. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, but yes. I love my Virgos, but. Yeah, those are my people's like. Yes. Look what I got today. Yay! I'm so glad you got it. Yay! Oh my gosh, show the people, show the people. Yes! Oh my gosh, so I haven't told anybody. Well, I told like a couple people. I ended up giving up some of these shirts uh, just because um, I really believe in the Awesome G Shit brand, and I know that. G shit means more to me than anything. It's not just a slogan. It's literally like that's my cape. Whenever I put my shirt on, that's my protector. That's that's the shirt that I put on when I am literally fearful of doing something and I have the courage to proceed and do it anyway. So awesome yeah. G shit is, you know, for anybody that's battling anything and they need that that protective gear, that's my shield. So yeah. that's why I, I I definitely I believe in my awesome G shit bread and I designed the shirt. Um yeah. I and it was a lot of trial and error. I don't have on my shirt today because it's being washed, but I have a black and white one. I thought about putting it on, 
But I was like, I got on my um my G shit hat. So I was like, that's, that's cool. A, I, I got, I'm going to order that hat. Yay! It should I be on the website. Like I put this on, people are already going to know. They know. Right? Like, this is what's up. This is what it is. I heard she ain't the one. Okay. Y'all better know. Like I said, what you what? What? <laughs> bitch, bitch, what? Bitch, what, what you say, bitch? I'm, I'm about it. I'm about it. I'm about it. I'm about it. Yes. Okay. So I um I do have some dad caps on the website. So me and um that's Madeline cute. that's in here, my other Sag, my Sagittarius best friend, she has okay. this cap. And I actually, this is uh, our sample cap. So if you notice, I fucked up and put the trademark symbol all the way down here. So I had to fix it. But I have a black with red on some G shit hat that's on the website. So yeah, so for those that are looking to um, purchase gear, if you send me a DM, I'ma send you a code so you can get a nice discount because my birthday is tomorrow. And I didn't tell anybody that I didn't even send it out to my email list yet, but I have a plan on doing a birthday sale for my birthday tomorrow so it'll be a 24-hour birthday sale and y'all can get y'all on some g-shit gear i still have some unisex mediums left i still have a unisex xl left i still have a unisex 2xl left one more small and all of my larges are gone they're all gone so i will definitely oh yes yes baby girl i'm gonna send you a code so i yeah because you, you've been holding oh, us down. So I really appreciate that's, you. That's Kyra. Okay. You want her on your team. Yes. And, and Kyra, Kyra and everybody else. She's been giving me life. <laughs> and and I'm so glad that you could come uh, in our safe space. And just let whatever it is that you had to let go today. Let that shit go. Because this is why we're here. This is what I do. My Jimmy taught me stuff for my brand. Like I have my multimedia company. But listen. That's just. It's a business. G Marie taught me is a movement. That's just where I'm at. It's it's a movement. And it's a movement because I want to help women of color. Women that look like me, that are built like me, to know that they can kill shit unapologetically. Yes. That rhymes. I love I love what's happening right now. I'm look, I do a lot of reflecting and a lot of thinking. And I just I'm like, man, I love what's happening. And sometimes even though it's oh, I can't see your life. face. <laughs> ah. oh. Okay. Even though it's due to like a lot of unfortunate um, situations, I love how we we all get together. It was like we gotta do this, and sometimes it takes for you know us to experience something like some some real fuck shit for yeah. us to come together and build up and like overcome. And I'm like, man, I just love what's happening yes and when people been asking me like how you feeling lately especially with everything going on i'm like i'm like i see what's going on i'm actually not surprised at what's happening um in this world but i'm also a person even though i'm a realist um i look on a i can see like the pos- the positivity of like the, the bright side of things um and i know a lot of people really don't want to like we ain't got time for this like whole positive shit like it's time to get down and dirty and stuff i was like but it's so much greatness yeah and what's happening out of this yep yeah and and i feel it because like 
so many of my friends. I have so many friends that just like are um, CEOs of their own company that's hustling. Um, I know so many people with small businesses and like this is our time. The like, CEO is I, black. Yes. Yes. Like, the CEO is black. Like we are rebuilding the black Wall Street. I don't care if it's physical or if it's virtual. Like it's happening. Make the black dollar great again. Yes, especially like within like within the black women community. Yep. Oh, we killing shit. We killing it. And then we got we can't even get started. Like we just getting started. Like the world ain't seen nothing yet. And nothing. I love it. I'm already in love with the future of what's happening. Yes, yes. This is literally only the beginning yes. of greater things that are in store. And um, I know I talked about the awesome G shit stuff, but I I also have my gear, and this is a campaign that I also firmly believe in. And it's it's I'm, I'm in the process of getting some stuff in order basically for this campaign, but. The CEO is black, and I want y'all to remember that shit. And if you go on my website, or even if you go on my Instagram, you'll see the merchandise that I'm already coming up with. I've already had a couple people order hats and um, a t-shirt for the CEO is black, but I want us to get in the mindset that at the end of the day, America was built on the backs of our ancestors. Yes. Plain and fucking simple. Some of these corporations would not exist if it weren't for the black CEO. We are the CEO. We built this motherfucking city. We built America. So when they say make America great again, no, make the black dollar great again because we're the people building this shit up. And we we can break this shit down if we want to, but we are really the ones that are building up these corporations, that are building up these organizations and, and, and really just making shit happen. It's us. It's yeah. us. So, yeah, I, I definitely, I stand behind the CEO is black. Plain and simple. Yeah. And, and that, that's, I feel like that's going to be my, the slogan for 2020 for me. Like, on some G shit, that was my 2019, 2018 movement. And I'm still, you know, with that shit. But I'm like, no, the CEO is motherfucking black. Okay. You know. Don't you forget it. Don't you forget it. We're black. And I had that shit on even at my job. I had my hat on or my crew neck on my a conference call doing Zoom with my Nestle team. It will literally say the CEO is black. Okay. Plain and simple. You, you can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> it's okay. Be bold, be raw. That's what it is. It is what it is. Okay. That, that's who we are. That's what we do. Like, plain and simple. So, it's so funny because... um. I didn't even think about it at first, but I was like, you know what? That might, that shit might actually. <laughs> the video that I created, it's like my little 30 second uh, video clip uh-huh. with like the smoke. And I was like, that's probably my ass burning sage in the back. <laughs> okay. That's going to that's gonna be my my little my little thing when you see the smoke in the back. It's like, oh, that's just me burning sage. So, so yeah. So, again, uh, I do have a multimedia company and I... I specialize in audio engineering and visual media, visual media curation. So I do help podcasters and YouTubers, but most importantly, I want to build personal and business brands uh, for African American. Or people. I, I hate saying people of color, but for my black people. 
Um, so I've been playing around with some animation and stuff. But I was like, yeah, add that smoke in there. That's me burning my sage. Just burning my sage. I'm with okay. it. <laughs> I'm with it. I love it. I was like, okay, that's just cute. Yes, yes, today, I baby know. 12. The CEO is black. It's black. <laughs> now, let me open up the floor. So I have not asked anybody if anybody had any questions for myself or for Geneva. But now is the time. So if you all have any questions, type them in right here in this little comment box and we'll be happy to answer them. Um, whatever you want to talk about, because this is an open show. It's not just about us. It's about all of us. So submit your questions right now and let's start the talking. So you probably typing too. But yeah, this is fun. I'm so happy we did a live podcast because I've been I've been putting it on hold for a while. You know, I I was nervous because I knew it would be cool, but I was nervous just because I'm a uh, um, behind the scenes. Me too. Type of person. Me too. I was like, oh god, and I don't. I remember listening to one of your episodes, um, and you said that you like hearing your voice. Oh yeah, I was like, I can't, I can't stand hearing my voice. It's so weird. I can't stand it. And I can't stand my voice. Like I hate listening to my voice. Hate it. And I've had so many people ask me about starting a podcast or 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 getting into radio. They're like, your voice is so awesome, and I'm like, I hate my voice. And I'm glad you love it, but I hate it. So, no, I, I actually do not like listening to my voice at all. Like, I don't even like singing. I hate singing. It's just, I mm, I can't do it. But, dang, don't nobody have any questions. Y'all, don't be scared. Y'all can ask us and stuff. We here. It's all it's all love. We family. I know somebody got some questions. Man, no, I was nervous because I was like, dang. I'm kind of like an internet thug, you know, who just be typing and putting at memes all the time. Gang, gang. Oh, I didn't even do it. Gang, gang. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, my pinky. Wait, how? I have loved my hair up and everything. Uh Oh, we got our first question. All right. Question number one. So this comes from, uh, I don't know if you want to remain anonymous. I think you could probably see it, but okay. So have you ever experienced someone who owns their own business? But don't want to give out advice. Who? Who shit? Yes. I. Yes. So another thing about me, I have a background where I um I focus on brand development mm. for retail businesses. So a lot of businesses, um, if you are in Detroit or like surrounding areas, like I have worked with like a lot of your favorite stores. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also. I'm a wholesale representative. Um, so a lot of clothes that you wear, I probably help the owner or buyer. Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, yeah, I've done a lot of things. So creative direction, pop-up shops, um, team development. So basically, like I said, I'm a behind-the-scenes type of person. And I work very closely with business owners. Mm. And there, there's one one client that just popped up in my mind, I was remembering that, okay, we was working on a team development, and I was like, they need to understand, like, this, a certain point of your business, so they're, so they're able to, like, communicate, and so they could 
you know, better serve the client. Mm-hmm. And the business offer was not happening. Like, she did not want to share certain things, like, just to... She, the thing is, she wanted to be, like, in control of everything. Oh, but yeah. she also was tired. Yeah. Another strong black woman. Um, unfortunately, but yeah, but also there are other businesses or people that I've run into who like who don't want to give up certain gems. Yeah. Because they 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 get intimidated or they don't want to see other people um go past them. Yeah. People want to see you doing good, it's not better than them. Yeah, they don't want to see you, and and that that's really sad. But it, it is uh, enough people out there and enough resources where people want to see you grow, mm-hmm. even if you grow um, beyond them. Yeah. Um, what they don't really understand is what's for them is for them is for you. It's for and you. What's for you is for you. So, um, yeah, I I experienced. I, I, I experience people a lot who don't want to give out advice for um, for businesses, and it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's really crazy. You can't you can't really grow like that. You're gonna always be stuck. Yep, absolutely. If you, if you don't share with the community, like what good is to have it all if you can't share? It if you them. can't share, man, stop being stingy, man. Y'all some stingy yep. ass. <laughs> well, I know for me, I um. I, I experienced that as a DJ. So, for one, we all know that um, the entertainment industry is heavily dominated by men. Especially audio engineering. Like, you don't see too many women or, or female producers or, hell, female DJs out here really just handling their business and not just handling their business as the entertainer. But I've had some people that dj that don't want to give out advice like when i first started out so a lot of the stuff i had to learn on my own and it was frustrating because i'm like bro i need help but i mean yeah you get some people that really just don't want to help like they don't want to fucking suck the crazy thing the crazy thing about that like when you approach somebody and you reach out to them like hey do you mind you know you know, helping me out or giving me some advice and stuff, and they're like, no, basically. Yep. It's crazy because the more that you just keep going, eventually, like, you pass them up anyway. Mm, yeah. That I've seen it happen. And they still stuck, still stressed out, still just not growing. I'm like, see? Yep. You dropped your blessings. Yep. You miss your blessings by not helping yep. other people. Now I'm saying people can't take from you what God already has planned for you. Yep. You got a network to build your network. Okay. Okay. For real. (laughs) Now, I know we got some more people that have questions. Don't be shy. Y'all can ask us some stuff. So I normally call this the Ask G Marie segment. I haven't done Ask G Marie in a very, very long time. But now that I am going live, I'm like, what the hell? Might as well do Ask G Marie. So Yes, if you all want to submit a question, please feel free. It's the little question box at the bottom, and we will happily answer questions. Because, I mean, hell, we still got 
But we got some time. Yeah, we we got time because they they kicked us off the first live. We were going for so long and didn't even realize like, oh shit, we was going for a minute. Yep. Rude. Rude. And I started at eight oh one just to be safe. No, they was like, all right, bitch, you done at eight fifty nine. my second time going live as far as yeah yeah it's just my it's my second time because again being behind the scenes and just kind of observing your work from a distance like i don't i don't want people to see my face whatever reason so oh okay all right so i want to know what is involved in video engineering so okay yeah, so it's like, it is, it's two separate things. So, okay, you have audio engineering and then you have like, you know, visual media stuff. Just, it depends. So for me, my favorite, honestly, is audio engineering. Like, um, there are some teachers that I teach at a dance school and a couple of other dance schools that always need music edited, like for their shows and stuff. So basically I kind of, I go in and I mix and master audio um i also do it for podcasting as well so like right now um we're doing a live podcast but i'm going to go back and i'm going to like mix and master the audio add music add an intro add an outro um but one thing that i really enjoyed mixing and mastering was phil collins in the air tonight because that shit was hard that shit was hard and i'm gonna try to find the, uh, the video link for it but I literally took a chunk of music out and blended it. So it came out amazing. I even I was shocked. I was like, well, damn, I just did that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So now video, video is definitely a little different. I am still, uh-oh, can you hear me? You froze for a second. Okay, yeah, froze for a second. Um, okay, so we got another question. But yeah, so to, to answer your question, so like video media is just, you know, just editing and stuff and just piecing stuff together. Uh, it's very tedious, especially when you add music. And it's, it's interesting too, because being a dance educator and then from dance educator to DJ and then DJ to audio engineering, and then now incorporating video, you gotta have an ear for music. That's that's another thing, especially with video yeah. editing. You gotta have an ear for music, and you have to have, um, you gotta be good on timing too, because you want stuff to blend. You, you want stuff to blend. But if I had to say what's involved, a lot of motherfucking time, patience, trial and error, everything you can think of, YouTube University, like, and and it's always. Um, uh, learn as you go because you're going to make mistakes and everything's not going to flow well but I'm pretty much I'm using my brand as a test dummy just to do you know audio editing video editing like if I if I had a target audience like I am my target audience yeah so all right so we got another question and okay how have you ladies been coping due to recent events pandemic and recent BLM movement so you want to go first um, I mean, for me, um, my 
doing some type of work. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, I, I have mastered <laughs> ever since I was younger how to just really convert my energy um, to, to do something just a little bit more um, productive. Mm-hmm. Um, because with so much with so much going on, it's like every time you turn around, every time you, you open your phone to Instagram, it's like it's always something um, that's very heartbreaking, mm-hmm. something very negative, something that's like just like a real, real struggle going on. It was like, and I, I do it. I channel my energy to do something creative. But a lot of people call me like a workaholic, but that really yeah. brings me peace. Yeah. Let me see. So there is another question and I want to, I want you to answer that. And then I'm going to answer, uh, XO's question. So is energy studio a physical space? we as women um we need a sacred space even if it's a virtual sacred space that we can go to um we definitely need that and and energy you know when she is good and ready i know that she would provide that space for us so please if you are not 
following energy studios please follow her on instagram um and support 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 because she does she has a lot of things um to help with the self-care and healing process and um and then she does the reading see i didn't even know that i forgot but Release yeah. and I'll make the streets available because the moment I put things out there, mm -hmm. it comes like, yep. like, man, I'm like, okay, Lord, yep. I wasn't ready for that, yep. but apparently I was. And so, that's good. I'm sorry, y'all, being just like a little bit standy. It's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Sometimes, look, you ain't got to release it all at once. Just get a little bit at a time, a little bit at yeah. a time, a little bit at a time. So, okay, so, well. I am coping. I'm, I'm coping much better now than I was a month ago during okay. this pandemic. Um, again, I was sick. And although all of my tests came back normal and negative, it felt like I had COVID. I'm just going to be honest. And it was scary because I was having mostly respiratory issues. I didn't have a fever. I didn't really have a cough. Barely. So for me, like I said, I think life is such a gift and I think I'm, I've always been thankful, but being in a situation like that, where you're not in control of your breathing, like that's some scary shit. And for me, I definitely had to take back my control as far as managing my breathing, managing my symptoms, taking my vitamins, getting my rest, because even as a strong black woman we be sick as hell we still be trying to do everything and we forget that it's okay to just sit down and do nothing so my boyfriend he made me sleep a lot he made sure i took my vitamins we started back juicing like just everything and and like i said i i feel amazing i i went on a walk with my homegirl mickey and her friends um yesterday we walked around bell isle did our four miles so that was good. I normally walk around the um, complex and do two miles and just getting that exercise in, getting that heart flowing and that, that blood flowing. Um, and then also, yeah, I, I'm guilty of burying myself in my work. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. And, um, and since I learned how to do day trading, that has taken up a lot of my time. Yeah, I've, I've been trying to catch some pits. Yeah, yeah, we, we don't have to talk. Cause this shit is hard, okay? <laughs> it's hard, but but yes, we gonna get through this. But absolutely, when just being creative, I think has kept me um very focused during the pandemic. But also to managing my my mental health and not exposing myself so much to like the news and social media. So like, if there's something that's just is not filling my spirit with positivity then eventually I do take a step back and I um, I regain my energy. Yes. Yeah, and, and you have to do that. Sometimes you do got to take a step back because social media has been heavy with everything that's been going on and it can be a lot. It can be a lot yeah. on your spirit. So, uh -huh. yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. most definitely. I, yeah, I feel you on that. I'm like, all right. Sometimes, you know, you wake up in the morning and you start, you flip it open yeah. and like, literally social media be making it rain okay yeah. with just a lot of it's, in it's your face yeah, yeah. It, it can definitely be heavy so I, I think as far as self-care and um 
and even like even with the black lives matter movement you know you can still do work and you can still partake in it but you can also step away from it because it can be a lot too it can still be a lot it's a reminder that it's not over you know and that it's not going anywhere so sometimes you have to regroup sometimes you have to regroup and i know for me like the first couple of days i just needed to process everything like i didn't even say anything at first because i didn't know what to say yeah i didn't know what to say and and it was too much on my my spirit to see that even in this generation like we still experiencing this shit and it's it's happening even during like a whole pandemic like people are fighting a disease that just came out of nowhere i mean even though it's been here but it's just literally came out of nowhere and um and really just trying to maintain everyday living you know and not to mention you know being unemployed and and having to deal with that and making ends meet so it was just like it was a lot and i think we can only take on so much you know yeah we can only take on so much um do we have any more questions you guys can submit some more questions uh yeah we still we got plenty of time um so yeah if you want to submit a question there's a question box at the bottom a little question icon and you just type in your question and then i'll see it and i can we can answer it together oh thank you so much tamika and i uh i hope your shirt should be coming soon too so just let me know if you have any uh issues but but yep so if you guys have any more questions you can submit them and if not then we can we'll wrap up the show because i think we talked about everything under the sun but um this is definitely going to be a four-part series so i do you know want to talk with more people i do want to talk with more black women especially just to see how they're feeling and where their mind is and how we are navigating that strong black woman syndrome and how we're protecting our mental health and and really just you know propelling through these trying times because it's it's a lot it's a lot that's happening but of course i know we are strong and we are resilient and the only way we can get through everything that's happening is to um pray and to continue to support each other as much as we can and to be vulnerable yeah and yeah. this is this is actually i love this i'm glad that you're that you're doing this um especially just focusing on you know strong black women it's crazy it's, it's been heavy on my mind because clearly i'm experiencing what's happening um or what happens and it's crazy it's so much to talk about when it goes from just like you know being in a, the workforce if it's um dating or you know being in a relationship like that's a whole nother that's a whole nother ball game that's a whole nother one just even you know motherhood or even like sisterhood i always felt like i was a mother i said i ain't got to have children shit i got a brother okay a brother and a dog being a a business owner oh my goodness like we have so much so much so much weight on us it's crazy and it's funny how like people put us, and we even put ourselves on like as such a high standard, but yet like we basically like we like we're the most disrespected, like we're the most like looked over. I feel like we most definitely don't get um the love that we um we should um that we deserve. Yeah. Um, 
well, okay. I said, well, I'm here. I mean, we ain't going nowhere no time soon. Yeah, like they lifted the band, but I mean, it ain't lifted yet. So I can definitely, yeah, I, I can I can do that. I, I'll definitely consider that. Um, but so yeah, so if nobody has any questions, nobody. They take that all, man. Yeah, they're like, all right, you know, we we here. But what I want to do is thank everybody that hopped on today's live podcast and again i am going to run a birthday sale and i just never sent out the code um but i'm going to send the code out to everybody that is still on the live so as soon as we log off of this live i want you all to slide in my dm and I'm gonna send you the code so you can get uh, ten dollars off your purchase. And um, oh, look how often! Well, we just started. We just started, and I'm gonna do it every Friday at 8 p.m. for the next. Well, she said she want to do a seven-part series, so <laughs> we might do it for the next six or seven weeks. <laughs> so I would definitely, I will definitely let y'all know. But um, where can we find your information? How can we get in contact with you? Um, I mean, basically, I mean, I mean, you can follow me at Energy Studio on Instagram. And, I mean, if you want to follow my personal page, um, I just made it back public. I am very, you know, both pages, but I'm, I'm very raw. I say what's on my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's um, GG Energy. So, um, I don't know if I can just type that in there. Let's see. So I'm you to Yeah, you should be able to. Yeah. I'm acting like um. And while you typing that, I'm gonna um answer Nicole's question. So, so energy, she um, tell me what you sell again. So right, so right now, um, what's available? So I sell um healing tools. Mm-hmm. So it'll be like your crystals, it'll be sage um, at the moment. Um, and then I will also be offering services where it'll be um, like Oracle um, or tarot card readings, um, uh, Rika healing, it'll be distant healing. And, um, and I, I just talk about like my spiritual experiences and I like just really connect with um, other people that's, you know, going through um, their healing journey as well so you know we just kick it through thug shit yes yes so right now yeah basically i don't have oh wait i'm lying let's see yes we do thug shit around here and we follow god but i have my energy essentials
okay? Okay. It's real. Yes. So, um, so right now you may see a store, but it's not just a store. I promise you that. Like, I'm, like I said, I'm very deep, very purposeful. Um, I really like to see everybody happy and enjoying their lives and um, just truly be in a, a space that they love. Yes. So that's what that's all about. So oh, right. and, I, and a lot of people just think I'm there. I'm like their auntie and stuff. So that's why Auntie Gigi come in. At. So Bougie yeah, auntie. We talk about everything, like whatever. DM yes. me if you got my number, text me. Like we gonna talk it out. We gonna figure it out. So. Amen. <laughs> All right, well, my phone is actually on like 5%, I don't even know, but, <laughs> so leave your IG at the bottom, um, so that way people can contact you, and then you can also follow me on Twitter, if you're not following me on Twitter already, at G Marie Taught Me, uh, the same as Instagram, you can like G Marie Taught Me on Facebook as well, um, and then if you want, you can sign up for the email list by visiting www.gmarietaughtme.com. So that is www. And I'm going to type that in to www.gmarietaughtme.com. And um, I, I have merch on my show. I mean, on my uh, website. So I just sent... My homegirl on some G shit shirt, uh, the black with red writing, and I love, love, love this damn shirt. And we also have some more stuff. So if you guys want to um, purchase something, since you've all been so amazing, please shoot me a DM so I can send you the code, uh, so you can get a nice little discount off of your merch. But oh yes, with the logo. But I want to thank you all so much for tuning in tonight. Please do not forget, shoot me a DM. Um, I can also sign you up on our email list so I can keep you all informed on when we're going to have another show. And then I always post on Instagram too. But we will do this every Friday uh, for sure for the next four weeks at 8 p.m. on IG Live. So I love you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Geneva, for doing this with me. And... I am going to put my phone on the charger, but don't okay. forget, everybody shoot me a DM so I can see you that code. Yeah, follow me and I'm going to check you out and everybody out too. Okay? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Right, have a, a very blessed night, y'all. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Today's episode is powered by G Marie Media LLC.